I work really hard to simplify ideas for my audience and that's how I communicate. So again, what you're saying is that go scan the mouth, show it to Michael and he'll tell you where you can get an edge. Boom. Right away. Boom. Yeah, it's that precise. It's simple. Is It's that scientific. Yeah, it's that precise. Something that really happened that I was so excited about and I didn't, just, I didn't plan it or design it. It just came about by a coach being cheap. I had a guy that was selling Power Plus to high schools out in California. And he went to a high school that had 190 people in their kids in their program. They didn't want to buy 190 mouth guards. They said they didn't have enough money. So they bought 95 of them and they gave them to their best players. The other 95, they said, just get your own mouth guard. And then they went throughout the season. And back then I was doing concussion studies. So I sent them the form and it came back. And the group that had their own mouth guard had 16 concussions for the year. And the group that had Power Plus technology had none. And so... I was just shocked by that. That that was so perfect. Mm-hmm. But also, it made me think, which dad is going to sue the coach for choosing his son to get a concussion? And if he would have told, I'm just playing the devil. If if he if you would have told me about this, I would have bought one for my son. But you didn't tell me. You just told him to go get his own mouth guard, and now he's got a concussion. This is wrong. We can boil it down to it is wrong. Once you know that there's a piece of equipment, a technology, something that's going to help athletes be safe, how could you withhold that from them? It's not about competitive edge as much as this is really something that can prevent somebody having a concussion, which has been shown to be oftentimes a lifelong problem Mm -hmm. for certain people that it costs a hundred thousand dollars over the lifetime to treat symptoms that came about from a concussion. And so that's why there's so much uproar about concussions aren't safe, ban football. Don't let kids play till they're in high school because we're such a ban at society instead of figuring out what we can do to improve it. And here's something that, It's so easy to do and so effective that we just need to get it to everyone so that they understand it. And then can you imagine that the concussion rate would be 21 a day instead of 10,800 in the United States? That's a huge change. But there's also something that we don't know about in the future and we have no idea that can take that 0.2% and eliminate it. But I think, but that in itself, Michael, is the biggest business challenge, isn't it? Which is that that you don't know what the future holds when you wear the mouth guard. You don't, you, you, it's hard for somebody to really say that you're, you have a less chance of getting a concussion. Yes. The science shows it. Yes. The technology shows it, but it's really difficult to make that a measurable statement years down the road. That's why when I hear you speak and I hear you speak of the product, 
I would be thinking about it as the competitive edge because that's measurable, right? The, and I'm not, and I'm not suggesting, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not suggesting that prevention of concussions is not it at all. I'm like saying, that's the gravy guys. This is going to give you an edge to be stronger, faster and beat your guy across the rink or across the line. Oh, by the way, it's going to eliminate your concussion. I I think for me, it's harder to wrap black instead of grayness around the reduction of a concussion. And would you not agree? Because is that not the same challenge that new helmet companies have, new technologies come? Is that it's such a nebulous problem to solve, quote unquote. I'm going to be the first one to say that Power Plus does not eliminate all concussions. Okay. Reduce it. I I don't see how you could possibly do that 100% because there's different amount of forces but I tell you what, 0.2% tells you a lot. That's not even less than, that's not 1%. That's that's less than 1%. Mm-hmm. That's almost zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it takes that number of 10,800 a day mm-hmm. down to 22. That's a lot of concussions that are happening today and tomorrow the next day. And guess what? That's been going on for decades. All the equipment has been changed many times from 1950, from no face mask to cages and helmets have improved, but the concussion rate never seems to improve until you recognize that this part of your body is not being protected. Mm-hmm. any way shape or form and even more so it is actually being injured and causing injury because you're taking your helmet you're tightening up your helmet against your chin to hold it on so it doesn't flop around and that pushes your jaw up against the back of your skull and translates those g-forces up to your brain and we're doing this with a piece of equipment that makes it even more dangerous. And when you stop doing that 20% that's been there for 50 years of concussion rate goes down to 0.2. That tells you that this is the missing link. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I say they both are great because you can have an edge over your competitor if he ignores this and you don't. Then you have an edge. Everybody should want to play at their very best ability so it could get to a point where everybody's now at their 100 percent, but they're still safe from concussion so let's have some fun reflect with me on the mouth cards research and development that phase was there a surprise i'm a big fan of the moment behind the moment i'm a big fan of that was there a surprise or a humorous moment that you can share which perhaps something that you learned along the way that made you go huh I, I never knew that or something that just took you aback during the journey from ideation, discovery to sale. To everything like this, there's enlightenment along the way from I went to early on, I, I got in, I was excited. I got invited to the Seattle Mariners training camp and it wasn't done. This is a business thing. It, sh- it, it really should have been an introduction by the coach. It should have been 
prepared so that when I came, the most effectiveness could be uh, rendered. But it didn't happen that way. And I learned a very important lesson that people don't change their comfort zone unless there's data to show Mm -hmm. that a change must be made. And so he dropped me off in the team doctor's office without telling him. Of course, he's already ticked off because he has things to do. And he made a statement to me, like he just said, where's your data? And I didn't have any data. And so that right there taught me a big lesson that I needed data. But he also said something really interesting that made no sense to me and was not an excuse for why he shouldn't listen to me. And what he said was, these players are so superstitious that if they think that they wear a copper band around their wrist and they hit more home runs, then they probably could or they probably do. But that doesn't mean that it's there's any scientific basis. And I thought to myself, if you want them to hit more home runs and you tell them to put two nickels on one side of their lip and two quarters on the other side of their lip and they start jacking it out of the park, isn't that what you want them to do anyway? I just learned that sometimes people, their defensive mechanism is the unknown excuses come up about why they shouldn't listen to it. And so that was one thing that really helped me turn the direction. And I came back and I got a lot of, I started taking data and there's no better data than your own kid Mm. and his football team and his friends. And a friend of mine who was an orthodontist whose kids played on a Catholic school, I was able to get together a hundred boys playing junior high football all the way to senior year. And there's where my data came in because I tested them for strength and they were 25% stronger as a group. Catholics won five state championships in a row. The first day that my son's team wore theirs, they were 0-3. The next uh, game, they just blew out the the team by 45 points. They won every game by more than 40 points for the rest of the season. Ended up six and three, won the conference. And I just said, man, there there is something here. These events that took place. And then going down the line, the hockey players for the Blues had their best seasons and the no, no concussions on the seven people. It just kept building until Wayne State contacted me said we want to test your invention and found it to show 16.8 percent increase in strength another passing of the test and they took it to ireland at the international conference and and said it presented it as a new discovery in body physiology just every time it was tested it never failed and and so it was a great learning experience that that no matter who tells you that you don't know what you're talking about Uh, You have to stay true to what you know is true. And no matter how many naysayers there are, and let me tell you, Keith, in this thing, everybody was against me. Um, From all the experts at the time to competitor mouth guards who sent their lawyers after me and told me to cease and desist to the, uh, this is another one, 
the F came and told me that my website can't have a picture of anybody hitting anyone, insinuating that you could lower the concussion rate. And at the time, I had a nice conversation. I said, show me the articles that say you can't, because I know there aren't any. Nobody studied that you put a mouth guard in and you get concussions. Nobody studied anything that you put a mouth guard in and you don't get concussions. There was nothing out there. And they said to me, we don't have to. We're the FTC. You have to prove that you, what you say is true. And so sure enough, just like this whole idea back in 2000 came down from heaven, an article was published in a juried dental article where some dentists tested a mouth guard that had to be three millimeters thick. And if it was, it would lower the TBI results. And that just, I was so excited about that because the average bite is four millimeters short. So there's a zone, like I told you. And so if you add three to four or five millimeters to a certain point, you're going to, you're going to hit that zone and you're going to dissipate the G-forces. Now, thinking of that, you're like playing darts because you don't really know what you're doing. You just get lucky. But when you hone in on the very science so that you can do it every time. So I take Keith and I measure his bite and I say, oh, you're four millimeters short. We do a mouth guard that's four millimeters thicker. And we uh, swallow into it. And now you're in your physiologic job position and you can run higher. You can bench press 16% more. You can do everything that we've talked about. And this is something that you can do and you know how to do it and you can do it every single time. So this is uh, another thing that uh, came along in the discovery is that all of the difference is, is that uh, putting you in your personal physiologic just job position is different than just grabbing a mouth guard and just sticking it in there. And it's, it's probably not going to be your thickness, right? Hmm. Again, all you get is the benefit of not breaking your teeth. Yes. This is what came about as that happened. And the lawyers from competitor, number one mouth guard in the, in the United States, try to bully me into stop saying that about physiologic job position. And I had to refer them to Wayne State and say, if you have a problem about that, the fact that yours doesn't even help better than no mouth guard, you got to talk to them, not me. I didn't do anything but participate in the study and make a physiologic job positioning mouth guards. But every time this discovery has been tested, it never loses. And that should tell you that this is a true body mechanism and everyone who participates in physical activity, sports, athletics, must have this new technology. You'll play better and you'll play safer. Michael, have you considered licensing the technology to other uh, mouth guard manufacturers? Yeah, I don't think there's anything I haven't considered. Do I want to do that? It would have to be, it would have to be something pretty good. I did try to meet with one of the big sports apparel equipment companies, probably the biggest one out there. And I can tell you that it didn't go very well. And I ask that, if I may join you, 
I ask that because it might be clear to me that what these companies are really selling is just marketing. Because because in really in reality, the mouth guard that is in the market today really doesn't actually work. It's again the word nebulous is going to come up again, but how it works in itself is nebulous. But they can make gazillions of dollars on it because it's probably high profit margin. I'm thinking on a plastic mouth guard. Yeah, and the thing is that it's it's mandated. So from right. from Pop Warner all the way through college, you must wear a mouth guard, or you you can't play in high school or Pop Warner or junior high. Yes, college. They don't enforce it. There is a rule. Yeah. And the penalty for not wearing a mouth guard is a loss of a timeout. Yes. Which is a really small penalty, Mm -hmm. but so small that it's insignificant. And you can watch, just start watching all the bowl games and Mm -hmm. you'll see lots of players, especially quarterbacks, don't wear a mouth guard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's against the rule. If the coaches knew this, Yes. Just walk up to the rep and say, wear the mouth guard. Yes, yes. Let's take all their timeouts away, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, this, there's so many things about it that are just logical now that we know. But I tell you, people just hang on to, it seems like kids, it seems like I found this, kids are all about the hype. Coaches are all about X's and O's. They don't want their kids to have a concussion. Because that disrupts their chance of a winning season. Of a that's what they that's what they are. They're a coach. They're not a they're not an equipment guy in their mind. The mentality of that. And moms don't want their kids to play unless they're protected. Yes. They just don't know. Yes. If I could reach every mother on the planet. Things would be different. But nobody is really upset about a concussion or worried about it until they have one. And then there goes your hockey season. If you have Wayne Gretzky on your team and he gets a concussion, mm-hmm. <laughs> there goes your championship when you start losing 10 games till he gets back, right? Yes, of course. So, of course. Uh, football, anything. It's just when you lose your critical players, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Use them every time. You wouldn't go out without a helmet on. So why are you going out there with a 73-year-old mouth guard? Exactly. Dr. Michael, I have one last question before I wrap up our conversation today. And it's, you've been on a fascinating journey. You really have. We started the conversation with uh, skating with pigs and all the way to Traverse City. And now we're talking changing the world with your mouth guard. And along the way, there have been tons and tons of obstacles. I know there have been. More recently than not, I'm sure, as you've been getting the mouth guard business moving and going and into the market. What is your philosophy? We're big on accountability here. What's your philosophy on accountability? And how do you apply it? How have you got yourself through every single day to the next, even on those tough days? My audience are guys that have been in your shoes along the way, Dr. Michael. How do you share some advice with them going, hey, man, I've been there with you. I was in some pretty shitty spots along the way. Here's what you got to do. Here's what you should do. What kind of advice would you give those guys right now? Never give up. As cliche as that is, it's 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 really because you believe in this so much, and I love the passion. But that really rings true to you, doesn't it? Never give up. It does, and I think 
certain people have that ability and I, I, I don't think I developed it. I, I don't know. I just, I've always had, I had two monumental, one really monumental experience like that. I think it's safe for me to say that I've reached the pinnacle of dentistry. Mm-hmm. I've mastered my craft. I do full mouth reconstructions for people. I do, do very complicated dentistry that very few people can do. And I've done it through, there was a book out that said the Beatles are the Beatles because they played for 10,000 hours. And if you do something for 10,000 hours, you are an expert at it. You can do it backwards and forwards. But what I'm getting at is that when I was in undergraduate college, the Dean of Science and Humanities and his big eagle called me in his office and he said, I was looking at your grades and uh, you're just not dental school material. And I think you should choose another. And my grades weren't bad. I I just want to say that I wasn't a 4.0 student. I was one that uh, I was a person that makes the best dentist, somebody who can make you feel at ease. Somebody who can talk to somebody who is fun to be around that kind of thing. Personality. There's a saying that, a, a C average student is the makes the best dentist. I wasn't that, but I just looked at him and said, you don't know what you're talking about. And you should stop counseling people of what they should, what they should do in their life. If I want to do whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it. And I don't need people like you to tell me I can't do something. And guess what? I'm going to prove it to you that you're wrong. And so I applied to dental school. I got into dental school, three dental schools, actually, the three that I applied to. And I copied the acceptance letters and I sent them back to him with a short note that said, don't you ever tell a, a person they can't do something because they just might believe you and not chase their dream and become what they want to become out of sheer grit and determination and hard work. You do them a disservice. Have a good life. And that was, I think, a turning point because I just proved that whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve. And so I've, been like that. And so here we are 23 years later. I wish every athlete, child wore this technology. It would be such a better world. But you're not going to see me give up when people say no, because I just feel bad that they don't understand. I got to find a better way to make it possible that they can understand to embrace the technology that has just come forth. It's not that it's wrong or anything. It's just nobody knows it and understands it. Mm-hmm. And when they do, the world will be a better place. Dr. Michael Hutchinson, I have more than enjoyed our conversation today. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me because you have taking a big part in helping people understand 
that they can play better and play safer. Well, that's what we're trying to do. And I'm, I love your message, love your story, love the determination and grit. I knew that when we met for coffee, I knew we were going to have a good conversation today. You're, you're obviously a very accomplished dentist in your profession. You're a visionary with what you're bringing to the market. And I have nothing but respect and props for somebody like yourself who's really following through on what they believe in. And I know you'll be an inspiration for those that are listening because uh, those that are listening, trying to get to their next spot in life or trying to figure out how, how maybe they're going through a grind right now. Uh, the grind you are on, I know you're grateful for it, but the grind that you're on right now, I know has a lot of obstacles just because of the world that you're working in and trying to sell to, and it's nobody's just standing there with the credit card out. So I applaud you, man. I applaud you and I have a lot of respect for what you're trying to do. I like to say power up with power plus. That's it. Power up, power, power, power plus. I'm going to walk you out. I'll be back in a second. I'm going to say goodbye to the audience here and I'm going to take you off to the green room and do this. Move Thanks a lot for having me. Awesome. I'll be right back here with you. We're going to do that there. We're going to do this here and that one there. All right. Dr. Michael Hutchinson. Hey, if you weren't paying attention, I hope you go back to the beginning and re-listen. There's magic in today's episode. If you're an athlete and you are, because you're listening to this, hey man, 60 minutes of edge, two minutes of edge, put this thing in your mouth. You're going to get an edge. It's simple as that. And to not want to consider investing in yourself, don't worry about the team. Hell with the team. Hell with the guys in the locker room. Get one for yourself first. And then once it works for you and you recognize it's working for you, you then say to your guys in the locker room next to you, hey, this is working for me. Then you guys buy one. Because then if you all buy one, then maybe the team gets better. Now, listen, Michael's not paying me to endorse this. I've never tried it. I'm going by on his words right? The guy clearly has a business going on here. He clearly has some success. He has some data. He has customers. Give it a shot. Power Plus Professional, the Power Plus Mouth Guard. All the data and information will be out here on, on the podcast, on the show, as well as on the page here. You can connect with Michael. We'll see you guys tomorrow live in the lab. I'm Keith Bills. We go live Monday to Friday, noon to central time, minus six GMT, X, YouTube, and LinkedIn. We'll see you guys tomorrow.